get the money, then you get the power, respect, hoes come last. Open up the safe, bitches got a lot to say. Pussy in your face, had to put you in your place. Seven letters on the plate, fuck you in the break. Hey y'all, that's right, it's Johnice from Okay So Here's the Thing. I am here with two awesome ladies, two of CJ's other favorite women, because we're taking over the Awakened Soul this week. So. Tighten your seatbelts because this is going to be a nice, long, but very entertaining ride. So like I said, I'm Shawnice from Okay, So Here's the Thing, also from Unpopular Opinion that you hear every week on The Awakened Soul. I am joined here by Cliche from Dualistic Podcast and AJ from Love, Lust, and Badass Soul. How are you, ladies? Hey, I'm good. Hey. How are you? <laughs> doing good, good, doing good. <clears throat> so, ladies, like, we're taking over. Like, CJ left his recording, left his baby, his podcast, and I walked by and I said, hmm, I'm just going to pick this up really quick. So, I mean, <laughs> we're going to do, we're going to do him justice. We're going to do his listeners very proud. But let's get into this episode because this is the all women podcast slash panel slash awakened soul episode. You guys excited? Absolutely. Yes, I'm very excited. Super excited. Okay, so let's just get more into, you know, getting to know each other. We're going to go over to Cliche first from Dualistic. What's going on? Tell the people about yourself. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I am half of Dualistic Podcast, and my partner is Samantha. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. We have our podcast where we talk about pretty much everything underneath the sun. Um, so, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. And AJ, Miss Loveless and Badass Soul. <laughs> Hi, y'all. Uh, it's AJ. I am half of uh, one of CJ's podcasts. We are Loveless and Badass Soul. Uh, we talk about relationships, love, sex, and everything, all the nasty stuff that goes in between. So that's us. The very nasty and dirty and not safe for work <laughs> conversations. Definitely. We're the Slack podcast compared to all the other things that he does. Yeah, where that's where the slackness happens. Oh, please. You guys are very. Sometimes I feel like I can't listen because I'm like, this is weird. It's CJ. And then, like, all the sex talk is 9 30 in the morning. Like, I don't know. Yep. But yeah, it's definitely very entertaining. And AJ, you know, you know your stuff. You know, I'll be listening. I'll be like, hmm, AJ might know, know a thing or two. I know a whole, like I said, I've been here for like almost half a decade. I keep trying to tell people like I'm old as dirt. I may not look it, but I've, I've been here a hot minute. I know, I know, I know some things. I know some been around the corner and around the block and across the street. We're not talking about those corners of those blocks. We're going to leave that conversation alone. Yes, definitely. Well, awesome. I'm so glad to have you guys with me. I know it's been a long time coming. It's been sick and... You know, my brain is sick, too, because I'll be all over the place. But I'm so happy to have you guys here. So I'm so ready to get started. We're going to start with our warm-up. So (laughs) my question (laughs) to you, ladies, I want you to assert your womanliness. What do you think is your power as a woman? And I'm going to go to AJ first. Um, My power as a woman 
Um, I definitely feel like I'm a catalyst for change in people's lives. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I've been told that it's like the the tenure of my voice and um, just the way that I speak and, and my commanding presence. But I find that uh, I'm a catalyst for change in a lot of people's lives, like, and propelling them to think about things that they haven't thought about before or make um, life choices that they hadn't considered before or just even being open to um, exploring different avenues, whether it's financially, intimately, um, and art that they maybe wanted to pursue. Um, but I, w- I would definitely say it's it's my my influence and, and being a catalyst for change in people's lives. I love that. I love hmm. that. Ooh, this is going to be a great conversation. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Cache, what do you think is your power as a woman? Dang, how do I come back after AJ? <laughs> like, how, how do I come back with something even better than what AJ just had? <laughs> it doesn't have to be better. It just has to be honest. It just um, has to be you. Yes. <laughs> I think... As a woman, I think my superpower uh, would basically be, oh, dang, um, <laughs> would basically just be my ability to understand different um, aspects, different people's views on life. I mean, me personally, I think I can understand other people on different um trying to think of the word <laughs> um just different like areas different of walks life, of life yeah. yeah different walks of life just think everything in that nature I feel like that's my superpower yeah definitely I feel like as women you know whether we're mothers or things like that because that's not everyone's life path you know I feel like we do have that innate feeling to be understanding and maybe not nurturing but we can you know, get outside of ourselves sometimes to get into someone else. We we have that ability to do so where I feel like, you know, a lot of men just don't do that, you know. Right, I agree. Cool. All right, so that was a little warm-up. So, yes, this is, again, the all-woman panel. We are going to talk about some womenly things, but they're very important to the world as we know it. Um, so I wanted to get into this number one topic this is actually what bonded me and cj is over this one word and how i told him i felt about this word the word female how do you guys feel when this word is used in place of woman or women when a guy says you know all these females or you know i was around a lot of females how do you guys feel about that um did you want to go first cj or you want me to go no, you go ahead and, and still, I'm still mulling it. <laughs> I have no about it, so yeah. Um, for me, I feel like females very. The term females very. Um, it doesn't define us, so it's more mm-hmm. like a scientific word that you would use. So a- anyone can be a female. An animal can be a female. I mean, there's so many aspects, but it doesn't define you. Whereas woman um, defines you as a person. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like female is not, it doesn't define you. And it's used, um, obviously it can be used in different ways where it's correctly used. But female is more of, of it's used, I guess, as an adjective. Whereas woman isn't. Mm, okay. AJ. I agree. Yeah. Um, I feel, yeah, because I, I feel like it, it depends on the tone that it's being used, and I, I don't particularly have 
an issue with the word itself because I, I, I use the word female, I use the word male, I don't always use the word man. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's never in a derogatory way. I think I think it depends on the tone in which it's being used. And I don't necessarily think that it's always being used um, in a bad way. Um, but So if I may for a second be an asshole, I also think that there are some women who don't deserve to be called women because they're just... They're, they're just tegarin. I, mean, I, I don't know if there's a word for that. Like, what? They're just, you know what I mean? They're just rough and rusty and, you know, they just, they just don't carry right. themselves in a womanly type of way. So it, for them, in a more derogatory way, I feel like female would be more appropriate. But mm-hmm. cliche is absolutely right. You know, the, it's, it, there's different connotations to it, you know, and, it, and it, it runs the gamut and it's it's more scientifically based than using woman or women. Um, I think words have a way of changing and have changed over the course of history and over the course of time, where at one point in time it might have been really offensive. And again, it depends on the user. Um, I find it less offensive, like especially when I read memes that use the word female or have conversations with men who I know are very respectful to women, but they will use the word female as opposed to woman or women, even when speaking about women who are in their lives. Um, and I know that they don't mean it in, in any type of way. Um, initially when that word started being used, I took great offense to it, but over a period of time, um, in understanding the way that people use language, I'm less offended by it. Mm. I think it just bothers me because a female term is more of, it's defining you as your reproductive parts. It's not really defining you as who you are. Yeah, that's actually very interesting you bring that up because I wanted to get into, you know, well, you know, for me, I'll just explain for female, I really, it really irks my soul when I hear a man or a woman say, you know, refer to women as females, unless they're saying like, you know, there are a lot of like, it depends on the context they're using it in. But most commonly, I hear it like, you know, either they're being like derogatory or, you know, being demeaning or just, you know, bringing us down to like, you know, our womanly parts, like Lachey said. But that's interesting you brought that up because I wanted to get into um, a little bit of a a sensitive topic. So, you know, be wary, listeners. But I wanted to ask um, about most recently that um, trans women have expressed that they are just like any naturally born women. Like they're just, we go through the same things and, you know, we're just the same as just you were born naturally with, you know, women parts. But, you know, I just happened to transition at whatever point in my life. What are you guys' thoughts on this? I'm going to go with cliche first. Um, I think that's funny. Okay. <laughs> the only reason why I find that funny is because you can't, if you're a trans, you can't find yourself as a woman. A woman is someone who can actually reproduce and have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, I mean, that's the way I look at it. Um. Woman, I guess technically you're defining yourself, you're biologically a female in a sense. So a female is someone who has a uh, a vagina of that sort. Or a male, he has that other part. So I don't feel like a trans person can say they are female or a woman. You're still, in my eyes, you're still a male. Or yeah, whatever you tend to... Um, you are originally, you are still that, regardless of what change you make. Hmm. Okay. AJ? Um, I actually struggled with this question in, in reading it and, and giving thought to it. 
Um, there was an article that came out a few years ago about a trans man. So he was born as a woman and transitioned to male. Mm-hmm. But because his partner couldn't have children um, and she was a woman, um, he kept, he, she mm-hmm. kept his um, ovaries and uterus. Was allowed to keep his ovaries and uterus, and you know um, they they got pregnant that way. So you know there are all these articles about oh, it's the first man to have a baby. No, if you're reproducing, you're still a chick. Like you're still a woman. If if you have ovaries and a uterus, regardless of what the outside package looks like, you are still a woman. You're not a man who was born with those reproductive organs. You are a woman that transitioned into being a man, and you kept your reproductive organs. Um, I respect people who go through that journey because it's a personal choice for whatever reason. I I wrestle with anyone who says that, you know, because I identify as female, I am as much of a woman as you because even though you were born a woman and I wasn't, that just doesn't sit well with me. Um, And and, I I don't know. Like I said, I, I wrestle with it because, it is a matter of, of the reproductive organs, and, and cliche is right, but then I'm thinking on the other side of it, what about women who have the reproductive organs but still can't produce children, you know, just biologically or naturally? Um, that, does that make them less of a woman? Does that put them in the same category as women who are trans who also can't produce um, children? It, it, it just, I don't know, it, it brings up a whole bunch of other questions for me. Like, it's, it's, an, it's a complicated and complex answer, and I don't feel like I can give just one answer because it just feels like there's so many facets of it because every time I think I have an answer there's something else that gets triggered in my brain like I wasn't even thinking about the reproductive standpoint until cliche said I'm like yeah you're absolutely right but then on the other side of that yada 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 um I I don't know like part of me takes personal offense to it because I, I I think of all the struggles that we as women naturally born women have gone through that trans women will never experience Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a whole other set of struggles they go through because of their choice to become, um, or their choice to transition from being um, a man to a woman for whatever emotional and, and personal and psychological reasons. Um, yeah, I, I, on, on this one, I really don't have like a good answer. I feel like I'm rambling at this point. I, I don't have a good answer. I don't. No, I totally, I, I totally get it. Like I feel, I feel how you both feel in some respect. For me, it's, I kind of just, you know, like whittle it down a little bit to our struggle as naturally born women is not like yours of a, a trans woman. We all have our own struggles. We shouldn't try to group them together. Like I'm never going to say, like, I understand exactly what it's like to be a trans woman because I don't. I've never, you know, I've never had that experience and I don't want to, you know, basically infiltrate your experience as a trans woman and say it's just the same thing because it's not. (laughs) And, you know, no one can ever say two experiences are the same. I just don't feel like if they feel that way, then that's totally fine. But as a naturally born woman, I can never say to a trans woman, I know exactly what it's like. And I feel like they can never say that to me. Yeah, and in that respect, you're absolutely right. Like, I, I almost feel like I would fight with somebody if they said that to me. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what it's like to be a woman. You know, I know what the struggle. Nah, you couldn't. Pop- you just got here. You just became a woman. You just got here. Seriously, <laughs> right? Regardless of whatever they you feel emotionally and, and whatever you've gone through and and the struggle you you know you you've had to come out of your body and to be the person that you you were meant to be born to be, whatever. 
the reality is you just transition into being a woman. Like whatever difficulties and issues and struggles I've had to deal with as a woman, I've dealt with my entire life. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not, it's not the same in that respect. No, it's, it's not the same. Not at all. No, it's not the same. And to bounce off what you said, AJ, um, it's not, and you said something to the fact does it make a woman less than a woman if she's not able to produce. It's just the word, the term is you have the capability to to be able to produce, not saying you're able to, mm-hmm. to reproduce, should I say. Um, but that's what, that's what I meant by the woman. Like, you have that ability, not saying you're actually physically able to, but you do have that ability naturally. You have all the tools. Right. right. Okay. You have all the tools, yes. yeah. Sorry, in a, in a few years, you know, I'm, I'm sure someone is going to figure out how to implant a uterus and ovaries. I, how much you want to bet? We'll have this conversation again in five years where scientists have figured out, I, I'm so serious, scientists have figured out how to, you know, because you have a lot of trans people right now where if you look at them, good, 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 this is like 10, 15 years ago, we could kind of look and see that, oh, you used to look like a man or you used to be a woman. You know what I mean? And, and to whatever you transition to now, more times you can't even tell. That's frightening to me. <laughs> I mean, these things can change in a matter of like a year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. they're already testing people with it. These <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but um, so in hand in hand with you know talking about the trans community, a Twitter user tweeted: "Biological sex is also a social construct." differentiating between biological sex and social gender is trans antagonistic so you know for the listeners i'll just pretty much sum that up what it means so they're saying the biological sex the what you're born with the you know the the genitalia you have is a social construct to differentiate between your you know your genitals and your gender which is what you identify as is trans antagonistic and antagonistic is basically showing or feeling active opposition or hostility towards someone or something. So I wanted to ask you guys, what are your thoughts on this user's belief? Do you feel like biological sex and the genitalia you have is a social construct and to differentiate between what you're born with and what you feel you, you are is antagonistic of the trans community? What do you think, Clash? Holy. That's a whole lot in one. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, honestly. Um, let me think on that. AJ, you go first. <laughs> I, I, I'm point blank. I think it's a bunch of bullshit. Um, I feel like we live in, I, I do. I feel like we live in an age now where everybody is so, like they're trying so hard not to be like anybody else that we're creating all these titles and these names and, and, and all these acronyms and all these, these, you know, just so that we, we're not like the person sitting beside us when we're very much like the person sitting beside us. It's just asinine. If you're born with a vagina, you're a woman. If you're born with a penis, you're a man. If you're born with both your trans sex, like it just is what it is. Somebody didn't make these things up. Like, yes, there's a title for them and yes, there's a name for them. You know what I mean? Like you could say that, okay, well, if you're born with a vagina, you're pillows. And if you're born with a penis, you're chairs. Like, it's it's really less about right. the our, our physical gender is just our physical gender. There's nothing that we can do about that until you make it an active choice to change those things. Saying that it's a social construct, like the fact that my son has a penis is not going to change. 
the fact that my daughter has a vagina is not going to change. It's not a fucking, sorry, excuse me, mouth. I'm not on Love Us and Badass today. <laughs> it's construct. It, it just, it's, it is what we are. It is our genetic makeup. It is, it is part of being, it's just part of being part of humankind. Like it just is what it is. It doesn't make you necessarily transphobic or not. It doesn't make you have more hate or less hate. Like it, it has nothing. Those two things have nothing to do with one another in any way, shape or form. It's, it's like me going into the trans community and saying, okay, well you hate me because I was born a woman. Does that make sense to anybody? Like, how are you going to look at me and say, oh, well, you're what I want to be. And so because I can't be that, you know, I'm going to put something negative on you to make it so that you're now the bad guy. Like, I, I can't do it. It's just a bunch of bullshit to me. Really and truly, it's a bunch of bullshit. Mm-mm-mm. Class, you ready? I think just kind of almost how AJ had put it. And it's almost what I said originally mm-hmm. um, when we talked about just the reproductive system and that sort mm-hmm. um you are who you are and i think we have made so many um oh i don't want to associate myself as this gender or this or this i want to just be just something else i don't want to be with everyone else everybody wants to i don't know i just don't get it and i think we're just making so many um it's just it's always the lost people i'm trying to put it all in words I feel like it's people who are lost in who they are that they do not yeah. want to associate with one or the other. Yes. And, and I think that's the big problem. So they keep trying to add these, what they are. So I can use this as an example. Rachel Zolzar. Rachel Zolzar, yeah. She can say she's a black woman, but at the end of the day, what is she? She's a white woman, right? So it doesn't right. change anything. She can change her demeanor. She can change everything else, but she's still going to be a white woman. It's that still yeah. same concept. You can do whatever you want. You can say you're this, but at the end of the day, you're still that woman that you originally were. So yeah. I don't agree with the, that term whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I agree. AJ basically took all the words out of my mouth. I actually just had a similar conversation with one of my friends about nowadays it seems like people try so hard to be other other and they they don't realize that the best thing and one of the greatest things about life is finding connections within other people they don't see that that's that's the point like you're supposed to get you know commonalities going on with you know with the people around you and they're like no i'm completely different like mm, number one we're all born with our own little nuances so you're naturally different you don't have to try and that's you're yes. going against what what this whole experience is. You think ten thousand pieces of sperm shot out of your daddy's dick for everybody to be <laughs> like, right. act this way? Like you're you're already <laughs> you. Like don't try. But no one wants to find the commonalities with, within each other. And just you know s- solely with this statement of you know biological sex being a social construct. I mean. To me, I believe a social construct is something that people say that everyone just goes along believing, but no one told me I had a vagina and that all other women had it. It's science. Like, we just have it. It's not, it's not a construct. It's not something that we need to fight the system and change. Like, it's just, it's just what I have. It is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, if I grew up feeling, you know, if I was one of those people that grew up feeling like, you know, I feel like, I'm not like the other girls around me. Like, yeah, we all have the same body parts, but I feel like I'm not, I'm different from them. For me, I know that I wouldn't think that 
this is made up. Like, I was a made up, like, lab experiment that someone told me I was supposed to be this. Like, no, I'm born, you know, a woman, because, you know, gender is male and female. I'm born a woman. I'm born a little girl, you know, and this is just what it is. If I, you know, feel naturally or within my mind or within my body that I'm not supposed to be a woman, then that's something separate. But don't, you know, basically don't come at me thinking that because I don't believe what you believe that I'm being antagonistic towards you. It's just, again, that's forcing what you want to happen down someone else's throat. And you're trying to make your experience everyone's experience the same thing but being a trans woman saying you're just like naturally born women it's not the same you can't you can't group those together it's just different and it's okay being different but it's not forcing it (laughs) but it it happens in the in the um the lgbtq and whatever other initials come after that um it happens in the community as well one of my very good friends um she is a, a gay woman you know she has no desire to be like when you look at her she looks very um she, she carries herself in a very masculine type of way. Like, she's got a mohawk. She doesn't wear makeup. Um, she binds her bras. She only wears boxers. She only wears sports bras. She always wears men's clothes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, to catch her in a dress is hell, and it, it would have to be some sort of special occasion. But <laughs> she, she, she gets flack from, um, uh, quote, unquote, studs in the community, mm-hmm. you know, where they chastised her for not being masculine enough. Oh, why do you still have your dress? You know, why do you do this in a particular type of way? So... In having conversation with her, like, even she says, like, she hates all the labeling and, and all the bullshit that p- even people in her community do. She's like, I'm a woman still. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, I just enjoy making love to another woman. She's like, I still enjoy penetration, but I enjoy it with a woman, you know? Mm-hmm. That is different. Like, it, it, it's, it makes her crazy and makes her sick that people are trying to label and relabel and define and redefine and, and try to come up with, you know, with all these different, with these different tags and, um, identifiers for themselves just so that they are so separate and so different from everybody else. When at the end of the, at the end, I'm, I'm trying really hard not to cause the day, excuse <laughs> me. At the end of the day, like, <laughs> right? We're, we're all part of the same thing. We are all part of the same collective. We are all part of the same group. Like, at the end of the day, you cut me, I bleed, I cut you, you bleed. You know? Yeah. If, unless your blood come out green, me and you are the same person. Oh, Our the kids. accent's coming out. Yay! I was trying to get it out. I tried to get it out. I got it. Y'all stop provoking me, man. Don't provoke me. <laughs> get her mad and then her accent will come out. Definitely. Just get her mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's my that's my piece on that. Yes. Oh. Definitely. Oh. We're going to go on a quick little break. Again, this is the all-woman panel of The Awakened Soul. We're going to go on a quick little break, give us a little bit of tune-inch, and then we'll be right back. Do you struggle focusing during sex? Can you only orgasm from doing the job yourself? Do you want to be wetter than ever before? Well, She Orgasms is the supplement for you. Not only will it help with focusing, climaxing, wetness, desire, hunger, pH balance, and overall vaginal health, it's 100% all natural herbs from the Mother Earth herself. Finally have the orgasm you deserve. To purchase, go to www.melaninmilk.com sheetorgasms. 
For fun, sexy, naughty posts, follow our Instagram at blog melanamilk. Oh, and remember, happy coming! All right, listeners, I hope you're still here. I'm pretty sure you are because who wouldn't love listening to us? Um, so we're going to, yes, we're going to step away from such, such serious things, but who knows where the conversation will take us. Um, I wanted to get into this article that I read by Aisha Harris. She writes for Slate. She wrote an article entitled New Pop Culture Trend Alert, The Black Lady Therapist. Um, so basically, I don't know what got, what shows you guys watch, but I know there's a show that I watch called Broad City. Um, and there was in the la- last season, season four, there was one of the characters went to a therapist. She was a black woman. And then I was watching another show, which name escapes me, but there was another therapist and she was also an older black woman. Um, I think, oh, no, it was actually, um, I am jazz, um, which is ironic enough. We were just talking about trans people Jazz is a young trans girl. Yes. Um, but yeah, there's a, that, that black woman therapist thing. So I wanted to ask you guys, what themes or media devices do you notice in the shows that you watch as it pertains to black women? Um, I'm probably gonna have to bow out mostly out of this one because I'm a real weirdo. I don't really watch TV and the only show that I ever really watch is CSI. Um, oh. and yeah, <laughs> Yeah, sorry, CSI and Law and Order, and the, and the corner in Law and Order is a, is a black woman. Um, and we're always asking for expert advice, but outside of that, yeah, I, I don't really do TV. Oh, look at you. Yeah, I, I'm, the, yeah I'm, a, I'm a movie buff. I'm more of like a movie head. I, I will watch like every movie on the planet. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I don't have too much to lend to this particular one, sorry. Okay, well, you know, we'll think about some movies. We're going to hit cliche, and then we're going to come back to you. (laughs) About some movies and some themes you might see and like, the movies you see. But, cliche, what do you think about the themes or media devices you notice in any of the shows that you watch as it pertains to black women? How do you see black women being portrayed? Um, I still feel like we're out with continue to be portrayed as still the help. Um, and I think the article might have um, used that as an example. So basically, I just use it still used as an example as the help. Um, we're always still used as that example, kind of like how the article had used. Mm-hmm. Um, they had used that as an example. Um, we're still, we're always in these roles where, and like I said, we're always helping someone else. We're never in like these larger roles. I think one of the most, even like in, um, Black Panther, like the lead character, she was still the help. Um, oh, true. She was still the help. You're never. It's always either the black man is in a large role or a man is in in a higher role. But you very rarely see a black woman in a role where she is the lead. And so I think we're still always going to be considered the help. Hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I like. And just even thinking about the crime and investigation shows, the only show that I can think of where uh, a black woman actually plays a lead is um, How to Get Away with Murder with Viola Davis. But you're right, outside of that, they're always in some supportive, um, almost behind the scenes and kind of like a backup character. They're never really in the forefront. Yeah. And, yeah. and even in CSI, there aren't any black women in CSI, come to think of it. Yeah. And Scandal. Oh. Scandal, she's pretty much what they stereotypically have us as, you know, either the mistress or yeah. um, to a white man, or you're still, she's still the help in there, even mm-hmm. though it's she is 
one of the lead characters in Scandal. Definitely. Yeah, for the shows that I watch, um, I'm not going to pinpoint a lot because I don't want the listeners to think that these shows are terrible. They're not at all. But, you know, the no, shows not that I watch, <laughs> yeah, like the black women are typically like, you know, the therapists or they're like, like, they're always secondary. They're like the best friend. Um, just one show in particular, and this show is not terrible, but this show called The Bolt Type. Um, I, I don't know what, what um, network it comes on because I watch everything through Netflix and Hulu. But on it's on Hulu, and it's called The Bolt Type, and it's three young girls. They work for this, like, um, publication in New York. And even, you know, the only black girl in the show, number one, is of mixed race. And she's like the third third important character we don't really focus on her too much throughout the show and in other shows you know black women aren't you know in the forefront or they're not their storyline isn't that important and you know shows like insecure which comes back on sunday which i'm super excited about that's the only time i know that's the only time we get to see you know black women like Issa, you know all of her fucked up nonsense but you know she works you see her family you see that kind of stuff and then you have um what's her character you see molly's character she's a lawyer that you see her and all her nonsense and all like the the scales of what it is to be not even just a woman but a black woman you know a lot of the times in tv shows and in movies you know we get that secondary type thing we're either really angry we're either you know sultry or you know we're never just that woman that people look up to just you know case in point watching power like you know i don't know if you guys watch power but you know tasha being the wife you know and the show is not necessarily about the relationship but even her character and media device that's put on her is like you know she has to handle everything she has to make sure everything's good she has to make sure ghost is like you know as fucked up as he is which is common in most women's lives and black women's lives as fucked up as your man is you know you don't you never really like you never really throw him away yeah take care you know take care of the home and take care of him and make sure he's good and then you have another black character in the show we're not even talking about Lala's character because she needs to get killed. Off. I don't know why she's still on there, but anyway. I don't know but, either, you know, because I've been trying to figure that out for the longest. Tommy she adds nothing, nothing to the show. <laughs> but the other, you know, black woman character in this latest season is, you know, she's pretty high up in the in the um, AUSA, you know, police not chief, I guess, but she's sort of high up there. And you know, even she has this sort of like demure role when she's paired with Angela's character she's uh she's above her but it still seems like she the way her acting is or her writing is for her character is very like you know to the back or she's either going to be really angry or she's going to like play secondary to Angela's role and it's interesting because she she has the higher role in the show but she doesn't seem to assert that same power in those scenes no I mean no pun intended on the word, but they don't assert that same power in the scenes together, which I think is very interesting. But yeah, they always try to play us, yo. <laughs> always trying to play us. All the time. That's cool, though. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I did have a question that I know I didn't, you know, speak to you guys about beforehand, but I know I, um, I just did a, um, unpopular opinion about it. I think, um, two episodes ago on the Awakened Soul about how men, specifically black men or just the world, honestly, look at black women as, oh, it's okay. Black women will fix it. Or, you know, black women can fix anything. Or, you know, if there's a problem, like let a black woman do it and, you know, everything will be fine. I wanted to ask you guys, like, what do you, what do you think about that do you feel the pressure as black women to make sure you're either always good and 
you know, things like that. What, what, what do you guys, especially as, you know, mothers, what do you guys feel when it comes to that? Because you guys wear all the hats as moms, really, doesn't matter how old your children are. You wear all the hats all the time. So I wanted to ask, like, what do you feel about the world seeing black women as like superheroes, but they don't reflect us like that in TV shows? <laughs> I think that you're absolutely right. I think that there is uh, a historical expectation that, you know, we are the champions of all things, that we don't get tired. We don't get sick. We always have more than enough, enough love to give. We will make it stretch. We will make it work. Come hell or high water, we will provide for the community, provide for our family, provide for the church, provide for mankind. <laughs> and, and there's always enough for everybody. And, and we're just appreciative that people see it. We're supposed to be appreciative that people see us that way. And it's, you know, it's crazy. And, and we do get tired. And as, as much as, you know, we are moms and we are strong women and, and we are all things to everyone, it's, it's a heavy, it's sometimes a really heavy burden. For me personally, I find it to be a heavy burden. Um, you know, and, and there are times where even like I'm traveling, you know, I'll have people say to me like, well, you know, how do you leave your kids so often? I'm like, first of all, they're old. <laughs> they both <laughs> they're out of their business. <laughs> I raised them well, you know what I mean? And, and I love them and I've imparted um, good practices on them and, and all that sort of stuff. And I, and I, I pride myself in having raised them to be self-sufficient, you know, and, and I say to people like at, at some point in life, being a strong woman also means that you have to take time for yourself and you have to love and care for yourself. You know, it's just, it's crazy. Like, I, I think that sometimes the idea of us just being the idea and the expectation of us being so strong, um, people forget how overwhelming that can be, especially when, like you say, it's, it's not reflected outwardly in the same way that the expect as the expectation that's placed upon us, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it, it gets a little bit crazy. It gets a little bit crazy. I agree. Mm -hmm. I think it, it can make things difficult for us because, like, we do, uh, we do struggle. We do have, those situations like that and I think it just makes so much put so much of a burden on us um but so much of a burden is put on us and so we I'm trying to think but we put so they put so much pressure on us where we also have we also deal with we also cry it's either we're really mm -hmm. strong or we're the total opposite we're really loud angry upset people they never show the side of us as we're crying, we're hurting, like, and like, because we're struggling to make ends meet. And I think that's what makes the burden so heavy. I, I don't know about you, AJ, but for me, it definitely makes it heavy on you to, for them to always be like, oh, you're strong, you're black, you're strong, you can handle it, anything. Yeah, like we're supposed to do without, we're supposed to go without because we'll just be okay. We know how to make it work. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're, you're a strong black woman. Don't worry. You got this. You know, you're a strong black woman. You'll figure it out. You're a strong black woman. I know you can handle this. You know, there's nothing that you can't do. You're a strong black. Like, fuck. At some point, <laughs> I'm not strong. At some point, I get tired. At some point, I don't have enough to even sustain myself to keep going. You know what I mean? Um, exactly. it would just be, yeah, it would be nice for people to kind of, um, take the cape off of us sometimes, you know, and just allow us to be regular, regular everyday citizens, you know, to allow us to be the Clark Kent, if you will. Um, and, and just, yeah, like take that burden off of us and, and distribute it somewhere else. Like I, I honestly feel of all the cultures in the world and all the people on the planet, there's no greater or harder expectation placed on on um another group of people as there are on black women mm -hmm. 
I definitely agree. <laughs> this basically, I mean, I feel like, you know, there at some on some level as black women, you know, regardless of, you know, where we come from and, you know, our backgrounds as simply as black women, we all can pretty much attest to the same things. Like it's it's hard to think, you know, or have this this light on you like you're superwoman, you could do everything. You of course can work 80 hours a week and, you know, still have to go home and feed your kids and, you know, give life into your your kids and your 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 husband and your families and your friends of course you can do that because you're a black woman and for me it's more like I see it as they don't see black women as real people because that's mm-hmm. that's a odd thing to put on black women that we can do all of these things like you must not see us as real tangible flesh and blood human beings because that's not normal just because yeah. we we have you know juggled the have kept all the balls in the air while we've been juggling doesn't mean that we like to do it and doesn't mean that sometimes sometimes things don't fall and you know I know for me when things fall you know when you know we all work and things you know I I don't have children yet you know hopefully in the future but you know I work and then I come home and I'm you know I'm in a relationship and then you know I have my own family and friends and you know we we tend to think a mile a minute just as women and we do everything at the same time and you know when I leave one thing to fall to the wayside it makes me feel like fuck like oh like because all that pressure is put on me not by someone specifically telling me like you have to do it it's just like this this societal like expectation of you you can't be seen sweating you can't say i'm tired you can't say i can't like what what does that mean you can't you can't do that and it's it's hard like and i don't know who told (laughs) who like whispered in like the guy who controls society and was like hey we're just gonna do this to black women i don't know who told them to do this but i wish they would stop i wish somebody would say oh let the white women do it because i swear to god i need a break but i mean they do say if you want something done right do it yourself but then it's also it's always a good it's sometimes it's a good thing too because then you look at yourself like i'm strong take away the black just say i'm a strong woman and Mm -hmm. i think that's what we need to take out of the equation it's like i'm a strong woman because that can get over whatever you're trying to get over Mm -hmm. yes and there's a lot to get over especially how we treat it in this world definitely oh boy all right ladies so i'm not gonna hold up your night all night i just have two quick little questions okay (laughs) um two two more and i think this is the perfect question to ask um for any of the listeners who don't know what we look like because you don't follow us shame on you but we're all you know as black women become a different shade i don't want to call us chocolate because we're not fucking food you know we come in all different shades of melanin we're just very you know we're just very we're we're all just vibrant in our own shades but for myself I was always considered light skin even though I've never felt light skin I just feel like I'm a regular brown girl but it made me think um actually around the time that Black Panther came out um I, I wrote an unpopular opinion on my website okay so here's the thing um and I asked the question at what point will darker skinned black women feel their inclusion needs have been met I'm gonna explain a little bit (laughs) so around Black Panther of course we saw Chadwick Boseman's 
fine ass and you know Michael Michael oh, Jordan yes, Lord. all fine and everything. <laughs> yes. And they were taking pictures with the women from you know from the movie with you know Lupita Nyong'o and it escaped me everyone else's names, but they were all amazing and taking pictures and everybody was like, Yeah, this is black power, you know, Wakanda forever, right? And then Chadwick Boseman took a picture with a light skinned woman, the one who was dancing in Pharrell's lemon video, Pharrell um Rihanna's lemon video, took a picture with that young woman who happens to be light skinned, and then Michael B. Jordan happens to say, like, no, the girl I'm dating right now is white. And all hell broke loose. All hell broke loose on social media. Black women, whether they have been light skinned, fair skinned, dark skinned, whatever, they were all mad at this. And it made me ask myself, because, you know, growing up with, you know, a, a lighter skin tone than some girls around me, it made them look at me like I was the enemy. And, oh, you always do, th- oh, you always get this, or you could always do this because you're light skinned. And I never really understood why that was the case. Of course, I know about slavery and Jim Crow laws and all that, but I didn't see what that had to do with me, you know, let's say currently in 2018. What does that have to do with me and you? And it made me think, like, so at what point do darker skinned black women feel like their inclusion needs have been met? Do they want every woman who's black to be played by a darker skinned black woman in every movie, in every TV show? Do they not want to see light skinned women anymore? Like, what, 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 what is the requirements of what do you guys need in order to do away with always getting upset let there be 20,000 dark-skinned black women and then this one light-skinned woman comes about and it's as if those 20,000 dark-skinned women never existed so long question made even longer I just wanted to ask you ladies like what are your thoughts on that question of at what point will darker-skinned black women feel their inclusion that needs have been met what are your what are your thoughts about that would you mind if I go <laughs> wanted to throw a different take on it um because i'm 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 from jamaica i was born there mm-hmm. um we the the inclusion okay so because the island is 95 98 percent black of all shades mm-hmm. um our billboards our commercials our ads our like our, our actually homegrown movies they have they feature dark women you know mm-hmm. um it's it's very different for us at home and, it, and it's really interesting because you almost feel like when i go home i feel this huge sense of relief because when i live when i'm here uh in canada i i i, I know exactly what it is you're talking like sorry what you're talking about in terms of what you what you just expressed like it's like mm-hmm. being like skin here in north america is more of a boon to your existence than if you were dark skin but when i'm home in jamaica it's like seeing people who are dark skin. It's just like you, you, they're just everywhere. And it's just such a beautiful and liberating feeling to be home and to see that. And, and when I go home, I, I say to myself, this is what it's about. You know what I mean? And, and that sustains me when I come back to this country and, and have those kind of issues. Um, I almost feel like there, there, there's just not enough. I don't want to say opportunity. Um, but if, if, if people, if the people who were doing the hiring were more open to, hiring all shades of black women this wouldn't be so much of an issue like there's just such a huge divide between being light-skinned and dark-skinned and then there's a plethora of shades in between that also don't get included and nobody ever talks about that it's like we go to the two extremes if you're light-skinned you're closer to being white 
And if you're dark skinned, you're too dark to be considered for for anything that's good because you're, you're not going to show up on film or you're not going to it's not going to look right. And if you had somebody lighter complected, blah, 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 and all this other bullshit in between. Mm-hmm. If there were more opportunities on a whole for black women on a whole, this would be less of a color issue and there would be less of a divide. That's the way that I feel like I, I feel like you just go to the two polar opposites because that's what it's always been. If you're a lighter skin, you were in the house. If you're a darker skin, you're in the field. And that is historically translated mm-hmm. over and over over and over and over again in everything that is produced in media you know there are a plethora of shades in between that nobody ever talks about when you're a cocoa brown when you're a caramel color when you're you know whatever all the other shades are like we need there needs to be better opportunities for black women as a whole not just for lighter skinned women and not just for darker skinned women focusing on on there being more opportunities for darker skinned women it really and truly to me is the same as as focusing on opportunities for lighter skinned black women Mm -hmm. we should be focused opportunities for black women period in general Agreed. yeah it, i mean i think that shit just needs to stop because at the end of the day when white people see us they see black exactly. right at the end of the day i went to a predominantly white school they don't care if you're light skinned you have you may have a slight privilege but they don't care if you're black at the end of the day you're black or you're white there's no gray area um there's no in between as at the black community, we do more of the hating than we than any other community ever. We we hate ourselves in a lot of aspects, whether it's light skin, dark skin, caramel, whatever it is. Like we do the majority of that hating, and I think. And then as far as like um, like the industry, I think that needs to change as a whole. But if we don't change our mind frame, white people aren't going to mm-hmm. change their mind frame either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if we continue to look at ourselves as different, the way they want us to be divided, it's going to continue to be like that. We should all be happy that a black woman is in a position to be in any role. Do I hate that darker skinned women are only exclusive to roles where they're they're slaves or they're the help? Um, yeah, I hate that. Um, but that's just something that we all would need to change in our on our own is change the industry as a whole. Yeah, I definitely agree. Even when I wrote um, this unpopular opinion about it, you know, I went into how, you know, at the end of the day, and, you know, I've gotten to a lot of conversations on Twitter about this, like, just like Cliche said, like, at the end of the day, we're all black. Like, if they decided that we're starting back, we clock it in at slavery tomorrow at 8 a.m., we're all going. Like, we're all mm-hmm. going to go. Like, and, you know, that whole debate of, but you were in the house, you were in the field, like, but I was still a slave. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, doesn't it doesn't matter where I was. Like, <laughs> I was still property, you know. And to get into this whole thing of, like, you know, just like AJ said, I totally agree. We need to focus on all women of color and of different shades being included because, you know, in the Hispanic community, and, I, you know, I can't really speak too much on it because I'm not Hispanic, but, you know, maybe Cliche can give me a little bit in, yeah. of it. But, like, in the Hispanic community, I know it's the same thing of colorism, like, you know, being lighter skin versus darker skin. I know I talk about it a bit on, um, I'm just saying, podcasts, unless, you know, guys didn't know that I was also one-fourth of that. <laughs> of I'm just saying, podcasts, <laughs> we talk about it a lot. Because, you know, we have Jess, and she's our only Hispanic, you know, um, pod podcast member. And, you know, she gives us a lot of insight on how the Hispanic community is where, you know, the lighter skin versus darker, darker skin Hispanics and how they even are like growing up when you're fairer skinned and you're Hispanic. It's like, you know, don't, don't ruin the race. You want to, you know, marry to keep the skin tones right. continuously being lighter. And I know, um, I have an Asian friend. She's Filipino. 
but she's darker skinned and even her family's like that like you know they treat her a different way because she's darker skinned and you know filipinos and asians you know they're, they're the number one producers of light like skin bleaching products because it's all about being lighter and fair skin you know looking like geishas it's all about that but at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure, if, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but if I'm walking down the street and I see an Asian person, they're Asian. I don't care how dark or how light they are. Like, just like when I see yeah. a Hispanic person, just like when I see a black person, they're, they're just what they are, despite what their their skin tone is. But I know in, interculturally and interracially, that's a big thing. Like in the black community, it's big to us. And Hispanic community is big to them. And the Asian community is big to them. I just think everyone needs to just be focused on inclusion. And I think what's big on that, you know, going back to how black women or just, you know, women of color are portrayed on TV shows and in movies is getting those people the opportunities to be at the casting table and say, no, you need inclusion here. You're not seeing it as important because you're all white. You're not seeing this as a problem. Exactly. We need more people in those positions. And, you know, we all know that it's hard and, you know, we have different obstacles, but we need people to be there first in order to show us what we need on TV. Just like, you know, with Kenya Barris and Blackish. Yeah, Tracy Ellis Ross is light skinned because, you know, she's of mixed race. But then you have, you know, Diane, who's played by Marseille Martin. She's darker skinned. And then, you know, you have um, Jennifer Lewis, who's not light skinned, but, you know, she's brown skinned. And then they'll bring different people in to represent different, you know, family members. But they even make jokes about that on the show. Like, you know, you being lighter skinned and all that stuff. It's very important that we put different shades of people out there and that has to start the people the power that be being those people of color just in my yes <laughs> exactly because there's plenty of brown people that are in those um, roles who can speak up and i mm. say brown because that includes everyone mm-hmm. um it, I, and it's it doesn't change and in the latino community it's still the same like you said it's still the same you still you have the darker side you have the lighter side i you know, people who are darker don't or lighter don't consider themselves black. Like in Puerto Rico, let's use that as an example. Mm-hmm. Like they don't consider themselves black, but majority of the island, you know, you are of African descent. Mm-hmm. That whole the whole island, um, but no one likes to really address that on the island. So it's still the same thing as an island as it is in America. It's still going through the same things, and yes, they do show more actually more like fair skin the typical with dark straight hair latin and it's one of those things that just have to change as a whole everywhere but it will take someone inside who's brown who who notices that that can change that yes Uh, well, unfortunately, ladies, we've had such a great conversation, but we are at the end. I have to give the podcast back to CJ or he'll bite my head off. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't give it back to him. I'll take it over. It's mine. <laughs> I the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I wanted to end this um, by basically, you know, number one, thanking you ladies again for joining me in this conversation. I know it's been a long time coming. I just want to thank you guys again. Thank you. Uh, uh, yes, this is an awesome conversation. I appreciate it, honestly. And I wanted to end this um, by giving you guys the floor to big up a woman podcaster or a woman podcast, a, a writer, a non-music artist, you know, someone who paints or takes photographs or like does photographs, um, a Twitter account or all around hustler. Like, I want to give you the floor to big up the women that you enjoy. We're going to say our goodbyes. 
Um, and then we're going to go out with some music. So who wants to start? Thank you so much for, um, for having me to be as part of the panel. I, I really appreciated the opportunity to be here. And it was a really great discussion. Uh, first and foremost, I want to big up Shanice and big up Cliche. Um, women who I respect and admire for doing the damn thing. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. Um, I want to big up uh, a woman that I've been friends with for years. She's an, an MC here in Toronto in the, in the hip hop based community. Um, her name is Motion. I also want to big up, uh, Annika Reed. She is the owner and, uh, of the Stylish Reed. She's an entrepreneur in the plus size fashion community, um, here in Toronto. Uh, those are the two women that right now, like, I really most admire for, for what they've been doing and they've been honing their craft for years and they've stayed true to, um, to what they believe in, in, in terms of body positivity, in terms of, um, uplifting the, the female, sorry, the, the, the population of women in the community. Um, and just doing things where, you know, they always make a positive way and a positive platform for other women to, to move forward as well. They don't just take that journey by themselves. They are dragging up everyone by the bootstraps with them. So those are my two. Oh, I like that. Shouts out, shouts out. Yes. And where can we find you again? Oh man, I am one half of Loveless and Badass Soul. Uh, we are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. Um, my Twitter account, which took forever and a day for me to get to, is um, that Jones Kid AJ One, um, and I'm also on Instagram. So you can find us, find me, find us everywhere, all over the place. Yeah, over. Oh yeah, over. Yes. All right, cliche. Let's big him up. Who you got? So like, I I want to thank you, um, Shani, thank for you. even asking me to be on here. Um, and AJ, who I've, you know, known from Love, Us, and Better Soul, and CJ. So, it's definitely nice to actually talk to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> both of y'all. Um, and then, I also want to give big ups to a podcaster. Um, I don't know if you know her, Erica from Ian Friends. Um, she definitely was one of those people who, who reached out to me and just helps me push with the dualistic podcast. Um, and if you don't know, I am half one half of dualistic podcast and my partner, Samantha. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she's one of those people. And then Samantha, honestly, she is my other half, um, of dualistic. So I, she's one of those people who's always going to get it. She has a blog, um, which is the real girlfriend experience where she highlights black women in general, everywhere of all walks of life. Um, our, artists, everything, corporate world. Um, so yeah, I definitely, those two people are two people that I find uh, two women who motivate me the most, and I want to definitely give them a shout out. Awesome. Yes, yeah, definitely check out Love, Le- Love, Lust, and Badass Soul as well as Dualistic. Um, so for me, I'm going to big up a few women. It's going to be a little bit scattered, but I definitely want to, again, big you guys up, Miss AJ and Clashang. Um, my Twitter sisters, as I call them, I don't know if they know I call them this, but I call them this. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's Tweet Les Chante, so it's Tweet L-E-S, um, C-H-A-N-T-A-E. She's like my Twitter sister, like no matter what we tweet, and you know how you tweet something, and you be like, ah, they not gonna listen to this. We always seem to have an eye out, and we, we have a, we have a nice little conversation. So shouts out to her. Also want to give a shout out to Wana's World. I'm pretty sure the world has heard about Wana's World at this point because Nicki Minaj was in her feelings to try to come at my sis, but it's cool. 
But Wanda's world definitely want to big her up. She's always very, very, very supportive. I never knew her before, but when I launched my website in February, she, you know, basically retweeted it and said, I don't know you, but, you know, I'm rooting for you because, you know, I can tell this is a dream of Mm -hmm. yours, so, you know, keep going. So I definitely enjoy a support and I big up Wanda's world. And I want to big up my pod base. I'm just saying we have (laughs) Ayana. We also have Darla and we have Jessica. Um, to give all their handles would be way too much, but you could just go to I'm Just Saying Pod on Instagram or Twitter and you can, you know, figure out how to stalk us through there. But thank you again, ladies, for joining me. It's been so much fun. Hopefully, CJ will just leave the podcast sitting around so we can take it again and have better conversations really get into it. But that has been this all women panel. I, I feel like I need to come up with a name. Hmm. I don't know. I'll ask Twitter. Twitter will come up with a name. But that has been the all women panel. Thank you guys. Thank you. Hey, cocky as fuck, everything about me popping. Got face, I got body, you name it, I got it. Cocky as fuck, bitch, you know I'm conceding. Your hoe wanna be me, your nigga won't eat it. Cocky as fuck, everything about me popping. Got face, I got body, you name it, I got it. Cocky as fuck, nigga, fuck your opinion. I hustle, I get it, I get it, I get it. I am not seeking approval. Number one, I tell bitches what to do. He heard I'm Creole, he think I know voodoo. Bitch, I will twist your ass up like a noodle. Oh, you a copy of me, you a doodle. Bitches is blocking to me like I'm Kodak. All of my bitches is yellow, they vote it. How about the whip at the light and they throw that? Uh, cocky as fuck in the mouth with your daddy. He kissing the ground and I walk on. Uh, cocky as fuck in the pit with your nigga. He bought everything that I got on. Hey, hey, throw that. Some money and change. Look, bitch, you knew I was popping before that. Hey, yeah, sexy as fuck. Look in the mirror, I'm madly in love. Rubbing some dubs on the bitch in the tub. Your nigga suck it like a Capri Sun. Tell him.